Hello and welcome everyone to Talk Soups Mental Health Monday, your weekly podcast show dedicated to helping you understand mental health, increase awareness, and learn about evidence-based treatments, mental health news, and other information to help you support yourself in your journey to learning about mental health. Hello, you guys. I am your host, Dr. Jackie. I hope everything is going well with you. I have this little scratchy voice going on today, so my apologies, but I'm going to move right ahead on with the show, irregardless. And so as we kickstart this episode, we'll be able to introduce our new segment of the Spiritual Sunday Boost that I wasn't able to record yesterday. This voice is scratchy, and I'm also studying a um, course in health and wellness coaching. And so yesterday I wasn't able to record the Spiritual Sunday Boost, but I definitely will be recording that today where we'll focus on the role of spirituality and mental health and well-being um, and just our overall well-being when it comes to being spiritually aware and conscious. And so moving right along, mental health information for today. What we're going to do is focus on the most common mental illnesses, their symptoms, and evidence-based treatments. Did you know that one in five adults in the United States experiences mental illness each year? Anxiety disorders, depression, bipolar disorder, and schizophrenia are some of the most common mental illnesses. We'll dive deeper into the symptoms of these illnesses and the various treatments available to manage them. Brain health information we'll be discussing today. Our brain is the most vital organ and keeping it healthy is essential for mental well-being. So we'll be discussing some brain boosting supplements and activities that you can incorporate into your daily routine to improve your cognitive function. I'll also be sharing a poem. We'll take a break from the information and read about a beautiful poem or read a beautiful poem about spiritual growth and awareness to help you reconnect your inner self and reconnect with your inner self and find peace in your journey. Health and wellness, that's one of my favorite topics. Yes, especially since I'm studying to be a nationally board certified health and wellness coach. So in the health and wellness segment, we'll share a healthy recipe or I'll share a healthy recipe that is both nutritious and delicious. We believe that what we eat plays a vital role in our mental and physical well-being. So we'll also discuss the importance of physical activity and ways to incorporate it into your daily routine. 
and then we'll move right along and discuss affirmations. We know how powerful affirmations are as tools to help reframe negative self-talk and promote positive thinking. So I'll share some powerful affirmations that you can use to cultivate a positive mindset and improve your mental health. Then I'll discuss some more about health and wellness coaching. And check this, did you know, do you know what health and wellness coaching actually is? I've been mentioning it a lot on the shows this past month, and it just dawned on me. Do people even know what health and wellness coaching is? Because it's kind of a, it's not a new field. It's been around since the 80s, but now people are being more active in promoting health and wellness coaching. And so health and wellness coaches um, is very much needed now, and it is a very beneficial field and it's beneficial for our mental health. And so we'll define the process and benefits of health and wellness coaching and how it can help you achieve your mental health goals. Then I'll share a moral story. Um, and this is the last thing in the um, Mental Health Monday segment. So we'll end the show with a moral story to inspire and motivate you because we believe that, or I believe that storytelling is such a powerful way to convey important life lessons and foster personal growth. In conclusion, um, we'll go ahead and include up this week's episode. And so we're going to kick things right off with the mental health information. Now, earlier, I mentioned that the um, most uh, common mental illnesses are anxiety disorders, depression, bipolar disorder, and schizophrenia. Now, those are among the most common mental illnesses. And you may be wondering what some of the symptoms are um, of the most common mental illnesses. Um, so for when, when it comes to anxiety, what are the symptoms and the treatments that go along with anxiety? And we want to be knowledgeable on them, not to the point to where we think we can diagnose um, if you're not a clinician, but um, at least you want to know the symptoms and the signs so that you can get the help you need or whomever it is you may think may be suffering from anxiety can get the help that they need. And so if someone's feeling nervous, restless, they may be tense, they may have a sense of, you know, it's like a impending danger, panic or doom. They may have increased heart rate. They may breathe rapidly or what is referred to as hyperventilation. The individual may sweat a lot. They may be trembling. Oftentimes they feel weak or tired. And 
they have a lot of trouble concentrating. And so those are the symptoms. You And there are more symptoms, of course, but, you know, you those are some of the most common symptoms. And so some of the treatments that are beneficial for people who may be experiencing anxiety is keeping physically active. So it's very important to develop a routine so that you're physically active most of the days of the week. Definitely avoiding alcohol and any kind of recreational drug. And then the symptom of smoke cessation or the treatment of smoke cessation or, um, you know, quitting smoking, uh, you know, and you don't have to just quit just like that. You know, everybody isn't able to do that, what we call it, cold turkey type of thing when it comes to um, smoking. There are many programs out there that help with stopping. And they're usually referred to as smoke cessation programs. And so look one up if you find that you're struggling in the area of quitting smoking. And there are several other symptoms that some people may experience, but those are the major ones, you know, being physically fit, avoiding alcohol and recreational drugs, quit smoking, use stress management and relaxation techniques, you know, um, make sleep a priority depending on your age, but try to get at least seven to eight hours of sleep. And then eating healthy. Eating healthy is very important. Um, and health and wellness coaches, as I just mentioned, are very good at helping their clients. It's a collaborative relationship, a non-judgment environment, and they are really good at helping clients be able to um, create that plan around diet and exercise and eating healthy. And so there you have it. That's anxiety. Now, depression and anxiety and depression usually goes hand in hand. Oftentimes when people are depressed, they'll um, experience anxiety. Could you guys hold on for me for one second? Thanks for holding you guys. And so, as I was saying, health and wellness coaches are, they specialize in helping their clients focus and create a plan for health and wellness, which includes diet, exercise, you know, eating the right foods and working with any um, stressors, stress management. Um, health and wellness coaches, if they, they don't 
they're not mental health coaches, so they don't diagnose and they don't treat chronic mental illnesses such as anxiety and depression. Although there are coaches who specialize in mental health coaching, um, such as myself, um, experienced licensed professional counselor, um, getting um, certified, I'll be nationally board certified in health and wellness coaching, but I also have a coaching certification as a mental health provider. So I am a mental health coach. So somebody with me who's knowledge, like my, such as myself, who's knowledgeable in um, mental health and mental health coaching, if I ran into a client who I thought was exhibiting those symptoms of depression. If it's short term, they're sad because they lost their job. I can say, okay, I can put on, you know, I do let them know that I do. And with their permission, of course, let them know that I do specialize in mental health coaching. And I do have experience, many years experience as a licensed professional counselor. And depression is one of the areas that I specialize in. So with that individual's help, I mean, with the individual's permission, I could say, okay, you know, we can do mental health coaching um, on X day and we could switch off from the health and wellness coaching to the mental health coaching. So I can help that individual with anything that he or she needs for the anxiety or depression. Okay, moving right along, the second mental health um issue is depression or concern or one of the most common mental illnesses is depression. Now, depression is a common mental health condition that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and changes in how you think, sleep, eat, and act. There are several different types of depression. Depression is treatable, usually with talk therapy. So like I said earlier, depression may not be long-term. You may be feeling down, sad, depressed. You know, it may go over that two-week guideline, which says, yeah, this person is depressed, but it just may be because you lost your job and you just need to refocus. And so again, a mental health coach can help you with that. But if it's anything longer, <clears throat> I say definitely longer than three months, then you're in a stage of chronic depression. And definitely, um, I can help you connect or um, health and wellness coach or your medical doctor should refer you out to a qualified mental health counselor because those um, sessions will definitely help you with that long-term, um, those long-term symptoms of depression because it is treatable. You know, again, it's treatable with talk therapy, medication, or both seeking medical help as soon as you have symptoms is essential. Depression is a mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest in things and activities you once enjoyed. It can also cause difficulty with thinking, memory, eating, and sleeping. Now, it's normal to feel sad about or grieve over difficult life situations such as losing your job or divorce but depression is different in that it persists practically every day for at least two weeks 
and involves other symptoms than sadness alone. That is the time that you need a counselor, not a health and wellness, not a mental health coach, um, forgive me, not a mental health coach. A mental health coach only usually deals with those short-term depression symptoms. And so there are several types of depressive disorders, clinical depression or major depressive or disorder. Um, it's often called depression. It's the most severe type of depression without treatment. Depression can get worse, last longer. In severe cases, it can lead to self-harm or death by suicide. And so you have clinical depression or major depressive disorder, persistent depressive disorder or PDD, disruptive mood dysregulation disorder, DMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, PMDD, um, and depressive orders that come as a result of medical conditions such as, uh, for instance, many medical conditions can create changes in your body that cause depression. And an example would include hypothyroidism, heart disease, Parkinson's disease. There are also specific forms of major depressive disorder, including seasonal affective disorder, um, prenatal depression, atypical depression, and um, bipolar disorder. And you, with bipolar disorder, you can be manic or hypomanic. So who does depression affect? It can affect anyone, including children and adults, women and people assigned female at birth are more likely to have depression than men and people assigned male at birth. So having certain risk factors, it makes it more likely that you may develop depression. For example, the following conditions are associated with higher rates of depression neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's disease, stroke, multiple sclerosis, seizure disorders, cancer, macular degeneration, chronic pain. Now, researchers estimate that nearly 7% of, of adults in the United States have depression every year. More than 16% of U.S. adults, around one in six people, will experience depression at some point in their lifetime. However, researchers believe that these estimates are lower in reality. So that is really good. You know, we don't want people continuously walking around um, with these depressive symptoms, you know, on a regular basis. So it's good that it is the estimates are lower. Um, approximately 4.4% of children in the U.S. have depression. And so what are these symptoms? The symptoms of depression can vary slightly depending on the type and can range from mild to severe in general symptoms. Uh, in general, uh, symptoms include low energy, feeling very sad or hopeless, thoughts of self-harm or suicide, irritability, changes in eating behavior, sleep changes, loss of interest in hobbies and activities, difficulty concentrating or making decisions. And so there you have it. I mentioned bipolar uh, disorder along with depression disorder. And um, we're going to move right along and discuss schizophrenia. And that's going to wrap up our session 
for um, the mental illness, the most common mental illness disorders that we usually see today. And so schizophrenia, a lot of times people may um, get schizophrenia uh, confused with, uh, hold on for me, confused with um, schizoid. Um, so there are two types, you know, they exhibit the same, uh, some of the similar symptoms, but they are slightly different. So schizophrenia, it's, it's not considered to, people are not considered to have schizophrenia unless symptoms last for at least six months, unlike depression or anxiety, you know, um, it could be like for two weeks and 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 then you know a practitioner may say yeah they're depressed or they're anxious but it could be only for a short time it could be for something simple like the loss of a job schizophrenia it has you have to have been displaying the symptoms longer for up to six months so what does it refer to it's a condition and it's on a spectrum of disorders that all involve a connection, a disconnection, a disconnection from reality, including hallucinations, delusions. It also affects a person's ability to recognize the symptoms they have of this condition. It's a severe condition, but it's treatable. And many people with it can still live happy, fulfilling lives. So the symptoms of schizophrenia within the active stage, symptoms can include unusual or extremely slowed movements, incoherent or disorganized speaking, hallucinations, usually related to hearing voices or strange sounds, delusions, false beliefs that remain unchanged despite contradicting evidence, isolating behavior or emotions, facial expressions, or speech. Now, there are other symptoms which often include feeling suspicious, paranoid, or afraid, frequently not caring about their hygiene and appearance, depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts, and using alcohol, nicotine, prescription meds, or recreational drugs to self-medicate their symptoms. That's one of my concerns in the mental health uh, field is that a lot of people who have mental illnesses do self-medicate with um, usually street drugs. So a lot of times they'll over-medicate on their over-the-counter drugs, but a lot of them will use things such as alcohol and marijuana. So schizophrenia refers to both a single condition and a spectrum of conditions that fall under the category of psychotic disorders. These are conditions where a person experiences some form of disconnection from reality, and those disconnections can take several different forms. And so treatments for, and remember there that there are, there are differences between schizophrenia and multiple personality disorders. You know, multiple personalities disorder, that's usually a psychosis. And so some of the um, common 
you know, affects your body. You know, you have personality disorder, delusional disorder, schizophrenic form disorder, and schizoaffective disorder. You have onset active and residual the signs are changes in emotional state changes in how they relate to others and changes in their behavior so i'm going to wrap this segment up and i'll be right back at you thank you Peace and light, everyone. So moving right along, we're going to segue into our brain health information. Our brain is the most vital organ in our bodies, and keeping it healthy is essential for mental well-being. And so let's discuss some brain-boosting supplements. Uh, Yeah, I'm really big on supplements, you guys. Um, And so what I want to do in this segment is discuss some brain boosting supplements that may be beneficial to you and helping you strengthen your brain, especially those of us who are aging, right? You know, we um, don't want to uh, lose our brain strength, the ability to cognitively remember things and to um, play games and we don't want to catch Parkinson's, Alzheimer's and things like that. So brain, one of the greatest things to help us with keeping our brain functioning properly is the proper foods. So brain foods are those foods that are rich in antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, and healthy fats. They nourish both the body and the mind, and they help boost energy levels without caffeine or any other stimulants. Now, this was one that I really had to work on, me being a caffeineite. I mean, I just love me some caffeine, right? And boy, I tell you what, that transition, and I did good. I think I spoke about that in a couple um, episodes ago where that Starbucks just had me. I just love me some Starbucks. And I really had to um, focus on not... um, allowing my craving for the starbucks caffeine because anybody that drinks starbucks know starbucks is no joke starbucks will come in and honey have you just going on 10 all day long and um so i really had to work on not drinking as much coffee and i ended up decreasing my um the amount of coffee that I allow myself to intake. And it was slowly, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I had to work it out by day. And so eventually I was down to only a um, few times a week. And then I was down to once a week. And then the next thing I know, I barely drink coffee, you know, every now and then, you know, I, I won't say that I'm totally over coffee, Um, But I definitely um, don't drink as much caffeine as I normally would. I may drink a cup 
every two weeks or something like and it'd be starbucks too because i still just love me some starbucks coffee and so when it comes to that brain boosting function you know we want to make sure that we're nourishing both our body we're nourishing our mind we're eating the best brain foods that we can to help produce healthy hormones that increase alertness and attention span while helping our minds process new information so science proves that these foods increase focus making them great snacking options when studying for tests or preparing for an important meeting so one of the best foods are beets a lot of people don't like to eat beets but beets are high in antioxidants and nitrates the um you know they can even research has shown that it can help prevent cancer and help the liver detoxify the blood while the latter increased blood flow to the brain beets help the brain to think clearly and increase attention span additionally beets naturally increase energy levels and help boost athletic performance they are root vegetables and they can be eaten raw in salads or alone and also make a great addition to roasted veggie medleys i love beets i like them sweet or else i like them fresh or i like them uh cooked i just love me some beets okay <laughs> and so that um, is one of the healthy brain boosting foods. And so um, I was going to do an overview of more brain boosting foods, but I think what I'm going to do is each show, I'm going to share one with you. How about that? And so remember today's show, we're spotlighting the wonderful root vegetable, the beet for healthy brain functioning. And it covers a lot too, beets are no joke. They're really helpful. Um, and so right, moving right along, I'm gonna share a, um, I'd like to share a poem with you. Poems are always, you know how I get, I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little hoo hooey. And I love to share poems because poems, most of them are written with so much meaning to help us, give us that boost that we need um, in order to stay focused. It's all about mental health and awareness, right, today. Um, but we're also um, discussing what Talk Soup is about and the spiritual health, wellness, and awareness. And so I'm going to read a poem um, for you that can help teach us about mental health, you know. Um, the title of this poem is The Owl and the Chimpanzee. It's written by Joe Camacho. The owl and the chimpanzee went to sea in a beautiful boat called The Mind. The owl was sensible, clever, and smart. The chimp was a little behind. 
the owl made a decision based on fact and knew where to steer its ship. The chimp reacted a little too fast and often the boat would tip. The waves would come and crash aboard. The chimp would start to cry. Large tears would roll right down his face, afraid that he would die. The chimp and the owl would wrestle at night when the world was quiet and still. The chimp would jump and rock the boat and the boat would start to feel. Then the owl stepped in and grabbed a pail and started to empty it out. And the chimp would start to get quite cross and would often scream and shout. The battle continued night after night until the chimp started to see that if it let the owl take control, a more peaceful night it would be. This poem was written by a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist, Joe Camacho. Thank you, Joe Camacho. It beautifully articulates the internal battle many of us face when the more primitive part of our brain, the chimp brain, ends up let me see you guys hold on for me the more in this internal battle and this is um when many of us face a more primitive part of our brain the chimp brain you know it takes control and so the wise owl within all of us is seen here fighting with the chimp who seems determined to make the situation worse despite his fears of the situation worsening. And so what does this poem teach us about mental illness? Internal conflict is normal and is human. If we can learn to control our primitive, sacred brain more often and listen to our inner owl, we'll enjoy a more peaceful journey. Isn't that cool? I liked that poem. I hope you guys liked it. And so I want to share, a, oh gosh, let me, I just have to say it, how much I love affirmations. Affirmations, you know, um, like I said, this poem can help us, you know, and poems do help us in an area of um, many areas, you know, you might have read a love poem and it might help you, um, focus on, you know, loving your partner more, you know, you might need some uh, boosts in how you're feeling about yourself and poems can do it. Well, affirmations are just as powerful. And when we read affirmations to help us with our mental illness, they can help us control a lot of the things that we experience when it comes to the symptoms of uh, mental illness. And so, although we may have 
arise in some of the mental illnesses, depression, anxiety, and I think it's partly due to COVID, there is a lowering of the number of mental illness within the late latest research. And so we um, want to choose positive words that has mental health affirmations in them. And again, affirmations are tools to help guide us and help us focus and gain clarity. You know, they can often help us. I know for me, help me get through my daily life journey. Um, and so it helps when we have affirmations to help us talk to ourselves too. You know, and so what I'm going to share are some mental health affirmations and that can help you stay positive, gain a little bit more control in your day. I am now in control. My body is calm. I am feeling better. All is well in my world. I will get through today. I welcome a sense of calm into my life. I give permission to feel this way without judgment. It's okay. Everything will be fine. I am brave. I trust the world will help me live my best life. I release tension whenever I exhale. I am strong and ready for change. I am freeing myself from stress. I am feeling freer and healthier. I feel calm and peaceful inside. And I'm gonna share five more and we'll wrap this segment up. I am more than my thoughts. I choose peace. Letting go of worry is becoming easy. I release all tension in my body and I only accept that good things await me. Health and wellness coaching. Do you know what health and wellness coaching is and how it can be beneficial to your mental health? Well, Define goals, get well-defined outcomes. And working with health and wellness in your life, adding it on to any other care that you're doing for your mental health concerns can be beneficial. And so if you have a situation where you're dealing with depression or anxiety and you may not think that you need to talk with a counselor and and definitely of course of course you've got to before you do any kind of treatment before you decide to do anything make sure make sure and i can't stress this enough that you Run it by your health care practitioner. Don't go out there jumping off all willy-nilly 
trying to treat yourself because that's just not you know, I want to say a disclaimer. I'm not telling anybody to run out there and say, okay, I think that instead of going to get therapy, I should do health and wellness coaching. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. Now you may need a mental health coach, but definitely talk to your medical provider, talk to your doctor to find out what is the best route that you should go. And remember mental health coaches motivate their clients empowering them to make changes that will improve their daily lives they can provide tools and techniques and the understanding necessary for clients to accomplish personal goals or those set by other healthcare professionals like psychologists or counselors or even their doctors but a health and wellness coach can provide some advice can help you foster a healthy uh, mindset if you're dealing with things like stress okay stress management health and wellness coaches are trained to help individuals work on lowering decreasing and eliminating stressors by creating a stress management vision that's guided by the client because in health and wellness coaching the client is the driver um, unlike in therapy you know depending upon the modality it may be the therapists who are leading the way things go you know what goes on the treatment plan and things like that but in health and wellness coaching um the client is always the one that's leading the, the the focus of all of the sessions which is good you know it put that client in the, the um, driver's seat uh, to not that the client isn't in a driver's seat um, with mental health therapists because I, I myself was a um, or am certified as a cognitive behavior therapy strengths based you know i took a person-centered approach that the client you are the expert on you so let's work together on whatever it is that they came for but um you know there are many of us who took in counseling that take a more counselor um led approach and it, it's okay because those there are modalities out there and these modalities have gone through you know their research um evidence-based research they work too so it really just boils down to who the individual is and um whether or or not that individual is um you know strengths-based uh you know person-centered humanistic whatever the uh, modality that that individual who is the therapist is but definitely health and wellness coaches um, can help uh, individuals in areas like stress management and then there are mental health coaches for that short-term type of uh, mental health work that an individual may need for those short-term you know job losses divorces and things like that and so with that said we're going to segue into a wonderful moral story to um 
help give us that boost that we need and then we'll roll right on into the uh sunday spiritual boost or should i do this um sunday spiritual boost and just do one moral story <laughs> and if so that would be um all for today i'll tell it just a, a, a short story in regards to inner strength and inner peace um tying in something about spiritual growth and so um short inspiring stories about spirituality inner strength and inner peace of mind you know they help us strengthen the powers of our mind and so i'm going to talk today about the mind and the let's try to mind and the stormy ocean keeping up with those um, lessons from the owl and the chimpanzee kind of sort of All right, you guys, like I said, the title of the short story is The Mind and the Stormy Ocean. One day, a guru, spiritual leader, and his disciple were strolling on the beach by the ocean. It was cold, and the wind was blowing strongly over the ocean, rising very high waves. After walking for some time, the spiritual leader stopped and looked at his disciple and asked, what does the choppy ocean remind you of? The disciple says, it reminds me of my mind and my rushing and wrestling thoughts. Yes, said the spiritual teacher. The stormy ocean is like the mind and the waves are the thoughts. The mind is neutral like the water. It is neither good nor bad. The wind is creating the waves as desires and fears produce thoughts. I wouldn't want to be on that boat in the middle of the ocean in a storm like this, said the disciple. You are there all the time within this storm, responded the spiritual teacher and continued. Most people are on a rudderless boat in the middle of a choppy ocean, even if they don't realize it. The mind of most people is very restless. Thoughts of all kinds come and go incessantly agitating the mind like the ocean waves yes the disciple said you don't need to tell me this i know that this is the reason i want to learn from you i want to calm down the waves of my mind the spiritual teacher said as he looked at his disciple he smiled you don't calm the ocean by holding the water and not letting it move what is necessary is to stop the wind your thoughts desires and fears are like the wind and you need to calm them down and not let them rule your life you learn to control them by controlling your attention and focus and then the ocean of your mind 
would become calm. And how do I do that? Says the disciple. The teacher says, the waves would cease. However, no one can stop the wind. To the teacher, he says, the waves would cease, but no one can stop the wind. And the teacher looked at his disciple with a mysterious smile and said, you can calm down the winds in your mind, which make the ocean of your mind restless. The winds are your thoughts and the ocean is your mind. Okay, says the disciple, this is what I'm trying to do. If I can succeed to calm the windows, the winds of my mind, would I also be able to bring more peace and calmness into the world around me? First learn to calm down the wind and the ocean in your mind, says the spiritual teacher. And then he went on to explain that when you can control your mind and make it peaceful, you will have more control of your life. However, don't focus on changing the outside world. Focus on changing and calming your inner world. After you're able to control your inner world, you would be able to control the world around you. The student, the disciple says, how do I do that? And the teacher says again, learn to focus your mind, develop willpower and self-discipline and learn to meditate. That's it. You know, that's it. You got to learn to focus. You got to learn to calm your mind. You got to learn to meditate. And so that is the conclusion for this week's Mental Health Monday show. We hope that, or I hope that you found this information helpful and informative. Please join me next week as I dive deeper into mental health topics, and continue to explore the role of spirituality and mental well-being. Moving right along, we're going to segue into our Spiritual Sunday Boost podcast. And what I'm going to do is just touch bases on the topics that I wanted to discuss yesterday. I won't take long. Um, And so we want to make sure that we pray so that we can stay centered in our thoughts and connect with our inner selves. It's very important when it comes to spiritual health and awareness. And something simple that you can do is just take deep breaths, close your eyes, and let the divine presence within you guide you to that connection to the most high. Um, It's really important for our spiritual growth and awareness. And Meditation is one of the practical tips. Deep breathing and calming exercises are other tips that you can use to deepen your spiritual practice and connect with your higher self. One of the books that I love is the book of Psalms in the Bible. In my opinion, it's it's one of the most spiritual spiritually significant 
parts of the walk as a Christian journey, you know, even in Judaism and Islam. But even I, being a person who is a spiritual person, you know, I'll take a tool and a technique from any practice all over the world, as long as it fits me and what my higher self is guiding me towards. But the book of Psalms is ancient. It's one of those ancient texts that I just love, you know, and the Psalms has many um, uh, experiences that we can relate to in there from people and situations and things. And so I want to delve deeper into the book of Psalms and I'll start that series this Sunday in the Sunday Spiritual Booth so that we can discuss the history and significance of the Psalms and the metaphysical aspects of the scriptures. I'll also be reading one of the Psalms and explore its spiritual meaning and symbolism. Meditation, we cannot stress enough the importance of meditation as a spiritual tool and technique. So I hope you guys are continuing to learn more about meditation or to delve deeper into meditation. And so that's all I'm going to share about the Spiritual Sunday Boost. Um, I hope you found that little short segment helpful and informative, but join me this coming Sunday and I'll continue to explore the world of spirituality and help you or help us discover new ways to find peace in our journey. So make sure that you join me for the Spiritual Sunday Boost and um, this Wednesday, I'll be sharing information in regards to um, this is a midweek spiritual boost on Wednesday. I usually do it around the same time. Sometimes I do it around 11 or 12 o'clock in the daytime. It just depends on how busy I get. Um, but I'm going to share a um, segment um, in regards to, and, and the midweek spiritual boost is all about spiritual awareness as well. And so I'll wrap up today's show with that. I want to say that I wish you peace and light and may your spiritual awareness be forever expanded and may you bring into your life anything that you feel is beneficial to raise your spiritual consciousness and connect with your higher self. Till next time, peace and light.